1: Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan-Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million and counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day, a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45 plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. Hey, No Block,
2: No Rock listeners, before you hit that fast forward button, I just
1: want to talk to you really
2: quick. My name is Mike Anderson, the owner and founder of MXA Construction Group. I have 15 years of experience in the industry, and I want to help you fix that eyesore from indoor to outdoor, from floor to ceiling. Whatever your needs might be, we can help you turn your dreams into reality. Reach out to us via Facebook at MXA Construction Group or at MXAConstructiongroup.com. Mention code NBNR to receive discounted pricing. Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner, Rob, will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom-built wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Husker game and mention the code NoBlockNoRock to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website, NebraskaGarageSolutions.com.
3: Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com.
0: We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell around to me. Like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. When You go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. <laughs> hey, God, it, Muhammad. GBR.
3: Go. Big red indeed. No block, no rock, season four, episode 15, coming at you live from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room in La Vista, Nebraska, 68128. Fellas, <laughs> it's a day. Mm-hmm. It's a Pilsner kind of day. It oh, is. Yes, it is. Bitch. All of you. With the exception of me, I'm drinking a good game. Yeah. But why are you all drinking, and you're double, Yeah. Why are you all drinking Pilsner this evening? Why? I can start that. Yeah.
2: So, Connor, when we walked in the bar today, was like, hey, I want to let you guys know something that's really sad for me. He said, hey, the Pilsner will be gone for like a month, and there's only like two glasses left on tap. Mm. And I'm back. You know, I'm like, hey, what are we going to drink? What are we going to drink? And I go, oh, I know a perfect thing. I'm going to get a Pilsner. (laughs) (laughs) I never drink the Pilsner, but because... You know, it's going to be gone for a while. I felt like I needed it. And yeah. so, so did Kyle. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> and then we poured one for Jared, but it blew. The keg did blow. <laughs> so we did give Connor Jared's Pilsner. Otherwise, we would have all been drinking Pilsners. Yeah, so cheers to that. Hey, cheers to that. It's, it's okay. It's an okay beer. Connor doesn't want to participate. It's, it's no good game and it's no hef, Connor. but it, it is
3: right. a... What's wrong, buddy? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> Just This is therapy
1: session. What's wrong? What's up? After a loss, mm. also losing my favorite beer. And this is how
3: you do me? <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, at least after you. a
3: Husker loss, you could at least depend on the Pilsner to
1: cradle you in its arms and make you feel better. <laughs> the the pain that I feel right now has never been felt before. And Jesus. the betrayal. Yeah, the betrayal in first. It. world problems.
4: <laughs> I don't oh. have
1: it's my favorite Feel beer. news. It's that tweet you see every week. It's like, oh, the nineteen-year-olds at my favorite college didn't score enough touchdowns. Yeah. And, and then the, to add on to it, it's like, oh, the beer that I drink for free is also gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a hard life. Our our friend uh,
2: and friend and, and loyal listener Kyle Ross just said, "How are you guys doing tonight, Connor? Do you want to answer that question for
1: him? How are you doing tonight, Kyle? I uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Not well. Yeah." <laughs> Not well, and look, I think um, we're all we're
3: all different degrees of not well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just that in general, whether Nebraska <laughs> loses or not, even <laughs> when they win, <laughs> I am not well. Nah, but Kyle, Kyle Ross, you will. Uh, if you stick with us, I think you will. You will find out more about our, our state of mind. No kidding. Um, so, guys, come to the tap room, live us in Nebraska, six eight one two eight. Connor, help me out world class
1: in every glass especially the pilsners <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we told you all all off season we told you
3: you got to pick a side 5 and 7 7 and 5 whatever even if you want to say 12 and 0 fine but this team is not going 6 and 6 it's not gonna happen And what do you know? You guys, what do you know? NBNR, no block, no rock, is right again. We are always right. That never happens. (laughs) We are literally, I know there's four of us, so the odds of someone being right is pretty high, but we are always right. Listen to us. We will, people out there, you know, you could be a, a toxic, positive Husker fan that Doesn't ever want to hear anything negative, or you could be that negative fan that just never acknowledges any positive things. Either way, we got you. Just listen to what we have to say. We will guide you in the right direction. It's literally in the description
2: of our podcast. Yes, I'm being a little cocky, but go Take that Husker Kool-Aid shot. (laughs) We'll be your chaser.
3: We got you. Yeah. Like, that should just be like our hashtag. We got you. You can be pissed off at us. You could love us. Either way, we got you. Yeah. All right, guys. So that Matt Rule quote that uh, had been going around for a couple, I think like a month, a little over a month. If we die, we die. And uh, I got to change that to when we die, we die. I said that. That was mine. I said that shit on Friday. <laughs> when we die, we die. 13 to 10. Iowa does Iowa things. They are resourceful. They kick a I guess it was a field goal, whatever you want to call that thing, that went through the uprights barely, to win the game thirteen to ten at the buzzer, just as we all deep down knew would happen. Right? I would agree. Sad to say. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like
2: we're we are so uncomfortable. <clears throat> With having an opportunity to win the game, we just
3: give it away. Mm-hmm. And it happened again. Again. Four games in a row. And like my mantra, and I'm saying it again, people, it's about plays, not points. That was perfect. And again, no block, no rock is right. Again. The lowest over-under in history. And guess what? It hit? It hit the under. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's not about points. It's about plays. And Iowa just makes one extra play at the end. Mm -hmm. Just when you thought. Like, I remember during the game, you know, there's like an eccentric gentleman behind me and, you know, he's cheering. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times when Nebraska would make a play, I would say, make a play! And we would high-five. Because Nebraska had its fair share of plays, guys. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they made plays and it looked like at the end... Tommy Hill, interception. Returns it to, you know, he had the holding, whatever. The ball was on their own 45 with 30-something seconds left. Yep. At least overtime, at least. And what do you know? A freaking interception. That was Be- because the worst thing, too. Like, the worst throw. And I didn't walk out of the stadium after that. No, no. It, I didn't walk out of the stadium too, too far after that, too long after that. But, guys, I mean, they just make one extra play because this is what they do. Arguably, you know, their defense is very good. But, arguably, their strongest side of the ball, their strongest phase is special teams. Mm-hmm. And they were not good on special teams all day. We right. beat them in,
2: fe- in special teams. Three phases of the game. Yep. We beat them in the one we gave them. Guaranteed Iowa is going to be better, us, better than us in that category. And we beat them. Mm-hmm. Tory Taylor was punching the ball like Brian Bushini, and Brian Bushini was punching the ball like Tory Taylor.
1: Yeah. Hitting him at the one. But so that's, there's this hidden fourth phase of the game. Uh-oh. Score. <laughs> that's not hidden. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's, I think probably everybody listening, especially everybody at this table, had the same feelings like I've seen this movie before. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and to, to quote Linkin Park, uh, yeah, you're going to like this one. I've just become so numb to that feeling. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to it doesn't even matter! Yeah, Same I was waiting thing, for that. Yeah, I've just become so numb. Like, when we get to that point, like, that game, I understand Nebraska goes into that game favored by, at one point, four and a half, which is obscene to me. Two and a half, I was already nervous. Um. But like going, like we looked like a team that for all intents and purposes should have closed that out. And then to see how it goes, like I don't, I'm not even sure I feel pain anymore.
5: Okay, so my question, and this is relevant Mm. considering the Maryland game and the Wisconsin game and how those games ended. One was they played it safe and one was they played aggressive. Yep. In both cases, they lost. Mm. And in this case, if you watch the Bills on Sunday – You saw Josh Allen take a knee with 30 seconds left. He had to just go down, score a field goal. They would have won the game. He took a knee. They took it into overtime. Matt Rule, instead of doing that with one of the worst offenses in the country, he, I guess you could call it, was aggressive and tried to get his guys down in
2: field goal range. They They needed needed, 20 yards.
5: They needed 20 yards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is the consensus what is it we should have played it safe? we should have been aggressive because now we've lost three three ways pretty much all the same, and you had different philosophies in all three well and two you know two out
1: of three whatever I think the Maryland game like, the the previous two games were different uh I think at that point you're trying to see how many you can get out of the season. With the Iowa game, you're looking to prolong a season. You need this It's win. playoff mode. Yeah, you, you have to yeah. you have to play to kill. You have to just get going. Um, I just, there were so many, I, I feel like miscues, like leading towards the end of that game. It felt like both teams were trying to hand it to the other. Yeah, it um, was bad. And we had a lot of chances to capitalize, and we just weren't taking them. Uh, and then when we did try to take them, and I, I know we'll get into diving into special teams later. Um, there were just so many ways we could have won that game. But you in that situation, you have to be aggressive. You have yeah. to. Because it is the difference between going to sit at home for the rest of the year or getting another three weeks of practice in a bowl game. Go to kill.
2: Yeah, I, I respect the decision to go and get 20 yards. 100%. Here's my I would thing. Too. If you're a power five football team and you're trying to build on something and you're trying to beat your rival and become 6 and 6 and become bowl eligible, all these things that come with it. Imagine if you took the knee there and you would have just played for overtime, which we saw what happened last week. We played for overtime and we lost. Yeah. So to me
1: uh, in the last I, I believe 38 one possession games including overtime. Nebraska, 8-30. Eight 8-30. Eight yeah. Is that is that a position that we want to
2: continue to play for? And Matt Rule has said none of that stuff applies to him. That's, but, and that's fair. But the last well, four do. <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. last they four do. do. They and do. And oh, yeah. My thing is, is like, okay, they, they played aggressive. Five now. Yeah, five, yeah, five now. in a row, yeah. They, they played aggressive, and Chuba, who managed the game well, he had the lowest of the low at, to end the game. And... It's just crazy to think about it. We had the ball. We intercepted Iowa with 35 seconds left. Yeah. Game winner. And we had the ball. If we don't get that holding call, which is, you know, whatever side of the fence you're on, whatever, it happened. There's still good field position. It got Yes, called. you still had decent field position. You had the ball. The fact that Iowa got the ball back when you, got, you had 35 seconds is incredible.
1: Hey, incredible. how much, how much time do we burn off that clock? You know? Six seconds? 90, uh, nine, nine seconds. Nine. Okay, I was guessing. Nine seconds. We had 35 on the clock, and we can't send that to over. Like, I, I'm all aboard. Play to win here. You got to be a killer. You got to go. But we get nine seconds off the clock. Well, I mean, when you are passing,
2: yeah. I mean, if you're going to be aggressive, you're going to be throwing the ball. So I understand that. And he did throw the pick on second down. So, God. You're, I mean,
3: you're coming off the interception, you have the momentum yeah I mean you and your field position was good, yeah and you you're not you don't need to score a touchdown, you just need to get field uh, forty a forty yard field goal, yeah
2: well, and Alex Bullock was actually Ish. open, like I don't want to totally shit on Chuba in that situation, yeah, he didn't see the guy directly in front of him. the guy behind that guy was open, yeah. But, like, you can't throw it to the you guy know, in you front know, of him. You know what it is? Right. <laughs> because that's
3: not the right guy.
2: Yes. It,
5: it totally... It almost looked like there was, like, a panic. And, you know, like, you're playing intramural basketball or something, and you accidentally pass it to the wrong team. Yeah. And as soon as it leaves your hands, you're like, no! no! Yeah. Like, he knew
1: immediately.
5: Like, he, he,
1: messed, he well, messed up big. And, yeah. So, I'm, I'm not here to make excuses for Chubba. I'm is not. That, that is a mistake. We have to just call it what it is. However... It's it's tough to say. Like the the guy hasn't had a whole lot of playing time. He's put in a position to save a season, and it's high pressure. He made a bad decision. I'm not. I'm not totally out on Chubba. I still I think. Again, I know we'll get into this later in the episode. I'm still in on like let's go get a transfer guy. God, um, I hope so. I hope. Yeah, and we do have a but, question from Wyatt at, in the chat
2: that we can get into as far as transfer transfer guys go.
3: I, I you know, and I just yeah on Chuba like. I'm, I'm just not that on Chaba yet. That's uh, that's my whole point. I just I acknowledge the whole lack of playing time. I get it, but my God, can we just can we find a, a dude? Can we like can we just get over? It's always something, guys. It's always something. This guy didn't practice enough. He was running a scout team. Uh, can we just find a dude?
1: You're so close to dog. what I want you to
3: say. Look, can, and, you're so close to I know, what I want you to say. And I know Amir Abdullah is a high bar, but can we just find? Can we cut the fucking excuses away? Figure it out. I'm sick of this. Figure it out. Figure it out. That's why you go on the portal, you just got to find a quarterback that's a freaking dude and that people are going to rally behind and that doesn't get scared because maybe they didn't get enough practice. Just find a guy. Well, and like... Please. I'm I'm just so sick of...
2: I feel bad for Chubba, though, because he kind of got put in a shit shit situation because the bread and butter that has worked all season did not work against Iowa. We could not run the ball. And statistically, I have them here for you. By the running backs that were non-quarterback runs, we had 18 carries for 33 yards, with six yards being the
1: long. 18 for 33? That's it. So is that like 1.8 yards a carry? So that – Chubba,
2: you can can say yes, that was – a terrible throw, a terrible way to end the game. It was. But when your identity on offense is running the ball and that's not there, and it's not like we didn't try. We did it 18 times.
3: But and look, we, in that situation,
1: there's no, to, threat, there's
3: no threat of run. You have, to, you're trying you have to to throw the, throw the ball. We right, we right, right. knew
1: going into that game that that was going to be an issue. Again, we brought it up on the episode prior that Nebraska was a top three rushing defense. They were ranked number three. I was ranked number eight. We knew that was going to be tough. We knew that was going to be tough, and we had to center that offense around the pass. Again, I understand, you know, we're missing three wide receivers. Um, Fedoni, what did he have, one reception, two receptions? One. One. Ghost, I think um, one. Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying that's, that's, that's like that's his a, fault. But, but. No, that's not Fedoni's problem. I'm just saying that's like a glaring issue. Right. That when we look at how Fedoni has performed when he's getting catches and what our receiving core looks like, I'm surprised we weren't targeting that more. So again, this doesn't come down to Chuba. No, we knew the running game was going to be an issue going into Iowa.
2: What, what was the uh, comment? So there, there's a couple of them already. There, people are asking us. We have a comment from Wyatt Gibson and Trey Otis both asking us. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks that'll be going the portal. Um, any opinions on who they should go after? Will Howard for both those guys was their sure. pick. Sure, I second that. I, I'm just going to say this I'll, though. I'll
1: throw that third right there. If Will Howard
2: is the guy, he's played in big games. Whatever he has a connection here because Adrian's here now, and Adrian didn't yep. play with Will Howard. So you have the connection to come to Nebraska. But my question would be, why would Will Howard want to come to Nebraska? Hmm. You know, and it's funny you say that
3: because I don't know if you guys caught this, the tweet. No, I know. by a twenty four seven guy yeah and said why the hell basically why the hell would any quarterback want to play for Marcus Satterfield Nebraska has money, so they have that but why would any quarterback want to play under the tutelage of Satterfield and uh gotta say i can't I can't disagree with what the fella is saying. You can call him a hater. You could say he was wrong about the defense because he said the Blackshirts would not be good. He said they were going to be bad. Yeah. But uh, based on what we saw from the offense, I mean, and how they said Jeff Sims and NFL in the same
2: damn sentence. Dude, he couldn't fit Jeff Sims and arena football in the same sentence. Like, that, I don't think he's good enough to even play in arena football. Like, (laughs) Omaha beef.
3: Like you even in that league, you have to take care of the football. And like Will Howard. Okay, cool. There's gonna be a lot of teams that want him. Notre Dame. You just can run down the list. Teams that will be able to pay for that fella's services. 1890. Pony, Pony up. up. And you know, I don't know what rules influence on 1890 exactly. If he's like pretty much the one pulling the strings and Matt
1: Davison's like, yes, sir. He, uh, officially, be. yeah. officially, I don't think Matt rules allowed to, but you like, know what I yeah, mean. Uh, Come again, on, wink, Officially. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like,
3: Hey, Matt Davison, I want this guy. I believe he is the right guy. You have to pay the necessary amount of money. If you believe that is the right guy, because quarterback, as you guys saw is very important.
1: The most, okay. important. the most important position on the field. Quick question. Again, this is not our money, but I want to ask you guys, is it absurd to say that Nebraska should be willing to spend up to, if not maybe a little bit more of a milli on a quarterback for this next year?
2: I mean, I, I don't want to say no to that, but I don't want to say yes either. I think the thing is it's going to if be whatever the going rate is, because we don't know what the going rate is but, for a transfer power five quarterback. Now, we know, we've heard some pretend numbers I know that, like when we talked with, I talked with Sean Callahan and stuff. Like I, I've heard him say, like three hundred thousand is like an adequate number for yeah. like a quarterback, mm. whatever it is. But
1: money should not be an issue. Do but do you want adequate? I'm saying if we want to go get one of these top guys out of the portal, no. Okay,
3: okay.
5: I, is there a limit? Here, here's my thing. <clears> okay, <throat> is I don't necessa- I don't need a Heisman contender quarterback. We you need go. a game manager. I need, sure. I need a quarterback that has less than 20, inter, inter, has less than 18 interceptions, less than six fumbles. Like, I, I don't need somebody that's going to go out there and put up, I mean, it would be nice if they put up 3,500 yards in a season. But all I need is somebody that's not running with the ball in one hand and fumbling and trying to... Th- like do a shuttle pass and flipping the ball forward. Like I just I don't I don't need somebody that's just this like high flash. I just need somebody that's going to go out there and just make smart decisions. Man, Give me a solid,
3: sick. a solid guy that experienced guy that doesn't rattle when the game matters. Because guess what? Every game that Nebraska plays in is a close game. Besides yeah. Michigan, <clears throat> you guys. We just and you know I made this argument like a few weeks ago that. 1890s got a pony up if they want the best quarterback in the portal. And like I have come around to you, Kyle. It's just find a solid guy, a
2: dude. But I want a guy that fits. Like I don't want to get a guy right, and the, yeah. like Jeff Sims. But, like for yeah. instance, it sounded like when Matt Rule got hired that we wanted to run pro style offense. Mm-hmm. Then we go get Jeff Sims, and next thing you know, it's oh we would like our quarterbacks to be mobile, and then we have all these option concepts because we're trying to we're trying to make what works with our guys. If you want to be Iowa, if you want to be Wisconsin before this year, if you want to be Minnesota, you need a quarterback that is mobile enough, mm-hmm. but that your offense is not
1: sink or swim because they are mobile. Well, yeah. so, Mike, I think to your point, you need to develop your scheme and find a QB that fits it. Yes. Not develop a scheme for your QB. Like yeah. it, it cannot be the other way around.
5: Well, and you have to, I mean, the benefit of the doubt is is that, with all the injuries, a lot of things had to change. Sure. Maybe, maybe they thought, yeah, we're just going to, th- this season, we're going to develop this run game, and you're going to have Anthony Grant, and you're going to have all these guys that can just run it up the middle, run it up the middle, run it up the middle, and then all of a sudden, two games in, now you don't have your top two running backs, and you're missing three of your wide receivers, and you're like, that quarterback's going to have to run 10 times a game.
2: Yeah. We said it. Yeah. We were like, hey, we need Harburg. To carry the ball 15 to 20 times. We need that. And before the season, we are like, absolutely not. Like That is a detriment to your team if your quarterback has to run like that. Yes, I want to get back to that yeah. point yeah. where that is a detriment when your quarterback is featured like that in the offense. Lamar Jackson isn't going to be in the portal. I'm just telling you guys that now. Like, that's not going to happen. I uh, mm-hmm. did drop in the chat. He said, speaking of the Martinez connection with Howard, Will Howard is from Pennsylvania. Rules, East Coast connections may come into play. Also, eh. dude, if Will Howard is the next quarterback in Nebraska, I'm gonna be happy. Sure because he played for an adult at Kansas State. He won games, he's played in big games. And, won big games. And he's ran a similar offense. Like he even had a little bit of option. He's had some, some RPO stuff at Kansas State. Like it would be great. If you know, he if he's our next
1: quarterback, I'll eat my hat. He ain't
2: coming here. I, if he if he comes here, suite, I just don't think one, I don't think. They're going to jump on him right away. I think we we'll needs to have all those conversations. And then they need to, like, really sit down as a staff and figure out what are we going to do? What do we want to look like? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you just jump on because Will Howard is in the portal right now. You have to go get him. Because what does that tell Chubba? What does that tell Harburg? I'm not saying those guys should be the starters, but what does that tell your
1: current roster? To add another dimension of this, when we talk about, like, we, we all agree, right, that no QB we have on the roster is going to be what we need going into next year.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Um, Some might with, say Shabba, but <clears throat> I just don't agree with that.
1: They, like, uh, I don't hate Shabba. I, I think he deserves a spot on the roster. Sure. As a starter, I would disagree with that. But with the elimination of divisions in the Big Ten, no more Big Ten West, no more Big Ten East, um, we are going to face a lot more diverse offenses, a lot more diverse defenses. How does that play into your QB search? How does that affect the scheming? I don't think it should matter. Well, I mean, you look at teams coming in like USC, Who UCLA, cares? Washington, Oregon. No, I, I, it, it does matter quite a bit because remember, you're going to be facing very, very different teams than what you've typically seen. Do you in remember the when West. Scott Frost came into the Big
2: Ten and he thought the Big Ten was going to adjust for them? Yeah. No, like, th- it's going to be the same thing. USC's going to come in here, and they're going to be like, oh, we're going to run our fast, fast, this offense. And guess what? Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, they're going to be like, oh, that's cute. Cool. Punch you in the face. But again, and again,
1: and again. With Washington and Oregon, I mean, we're looking in this Pac-12 championship, we're looking at whoever wins that game is going to the playoffs. Like, we, we understand that. We know these offenses can score, and the only way, like, the, the, again, the defense looked great this year. Um, if not great, upper-tier good. But you're still going to have to put up points and you're going to have to adjust to different schemes like Pac 12 defenses or traditionally Pac 12 defenses. So is that going to kind of. I
3: I don't think you're looking at USC's defense and going, oh, no, they were one of the worst in the country. (laughs) I'm not looking at UCLA's defense and going, oh, Washington and Oregon. If if Utah would have came here, I'd have been like,
2: damn. Yes. But we got the, guys, the I'm, teams I'm that don't care about defense. I'm talking stand. about
1: two potential playoff teams. Here's where I and stand. And look at those defenses. Like, if we want to win against these kinds of teams, like, you cannot look for a traditional you're, Nebraska quarterback. I, I understand what you're asking. Nebraska needs to worry about itself yes. before it can
3: worry about anybody else. They need to, you're looking at me weird, yeah. Nebraska beats itself yes. more than other teams beat them. Agreed. They need to, they need to find out what they want to be. Most and turnovers. not worry about, oh, Washington's coming in here. What are we going to do for Washington? Nobody gives a just, shit what Washington's doing.
1: Just what, what do you want to be? Did don't we, worry. Just worry about fixing your own house. Did we finish the season with most turnovers in college football? Indeed. Yes. So at f- least we're number one in something. Yeah.
3: Um, yep. So even without playing Washington, Oregon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We are still turning the ball over at a historic rate. So I don't even care about them. Fix it now. Worry about your own
1: house before you even worry about anybody else. But is that not...
5: That's a good point. Yeah. But
1: is that not innately... Like, if if you're not worried about your opponents worrying about your own house, like, again... You have to worry about the other team well, I know, to fix
3: it, the issue. But your point you is also to. innately, of course,
2: you're going to worry about the opponent. But yes. yeah, but you worry you about the opponent to. the week you play the opponent. You don't worry about the opponent right now
1: when you're shopping for a quarterback. I'm not talking about scheming. I'm just talking about, like, we have to look at these defenses that are coming in. Again, like Washington and Oregon. But right. what, you right, have but to understand so, that we're only I, adding harder competition. You can't go get some schlub all, out of the portal. I, we can't be I, talking I, about, oh, I just want somebody that's going to not have... Twenty five turnovers. But, but Nebraska's need,
3: already playing good
1: defense. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. We don't, I don't need have, to worry I was about, about asking that. What what does Oregon and Washington do on defense that the rest of the Big Ten does not? We played right. one well, okay, we played two really good defenses this season. We're playing like we added two more, potentially three, going into next season. But I mean that's I don't That's football. Like, I'm just trying to figure out that's just I don't really know how to like. Really I think take there's this. more to it than just go get some average QB. Because, again, I'm not talking down on Chaba. Like, I appreciate what all of our QBs did this season except for Jeff Sorry, Jeff. Um, but. Don't be sorry. There is. You can't just go grab some average guy and think, oh, we're going to go to a bowl game. Okay, right. Okay, it's just but. Not
5: so here's my thing. You lost to a team that had lost, what, five in a row in Michigan State. Then you lost to a team that had gone four in a row. Then you, Maryland. And and you're playing some of the worst offenses in the entire country, back to back to back to back, and you still can't win because you've got four turnovers, five turnovers a game. So if you can just go get a quarterback that is not fumbling the ball two times a game and throwing three interceptions a game, you're going to win you're going those games. To, you're going to win, especially if you've got a top 15 defense, which we did this year. Yeah. So it's like, right now, I understand what you're saying, Jared. That's like a great point. Like, right now, you just need to worry about, can we just cut down on the turnovers? Can we find a guy that's going to cut down on the turnovers? And then when it comes time to worrying about other defenses and other offenses and things like that, you better have your shit squared away before you even get to that point. Yeah. Evan, yeah, did,
3: well, yeah.
2: Evan Anderson put a comment in the chat. I think that sets all this up perfectly. It says, you need to find an identity, whether it's West Coast, nope. pro style, yes. Air Force option, etc., <laughs> and be good at it. Just find <laughs> something that will work here and just be good at that, and the rest will take care of itself. And no matter what you're running, as long as you take care of the football, you're going to be in every game because our defense is good. Our special teams got better I won't say they're good, but they got
3: better. Okay. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. That, that maybe that's a Ed Foley discussion we could have. But yeah, I mean, you gotta you just gotta find you know pro style is gonna be the you know pro style is so
1: it's <laughs> everything, it's all
3: encompassing. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, West Coast right.
1: ain't working in the Big
3: Ten. So, uh, find what you're good at,
1: and just worry
3: about yourself first. And like, okay, just defensively, just real quick. Deacon Hill, you know, 11 for 28, 94 yards. You know, he, he trips Awful. and he, he...
1: And he beat us. Yeah,
3: yeah, he beat us, absolutely. I mean, that's because the offense is terrible. But um, just when it comes to, again, points not plays, Nebraska's defense this year is going to be known for being great 90% of the time. That just when you needed it most, mm-hmm. again, even after the interception by Chuba at the end. They allow a 20-something yard run. And it's just, that's when you needed the deep. And look, Tommy Hill, great play. The possession before, awesome. But when you needed a stop the very most, you allow a 20-something yard gash. And that's when I left. I I yelled up at Mike. I go, if you want to stay and watch this horse shit, watch this kick go through the uprights, you go for it. And I remember walking down on the concourse. You know, the field goal's good. And, you know, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm like, God, fuck, oh, damn it. And some chick <laughs> walks by me and goes, hey, uh, No Block, No Rock, you're in my living room every week. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just when you need it a play the most, you allow a 20-yard gash. And, of
1: course, it's at the worst possible time. Did I not, when we got back to the bus, which I believe, shout out River City Concrete. Yes, River City shout Concrete. Shout out River City Concrete for getting No Block, No Rock to the game this last week. Thank you very much. Um, But I met you guys back at the bus. And I think some of my first words were, that was a top three rushing defense. That's what I just watched. Yeah. Because it wasn't. We looked bad. Well, like, yeah, not bad. I mean, we still limited to 13 points. But again, Jared, to your point, when we needed it most, a top three in the country rushing defense allowed it to happen. Well, you've got circumstances.
5: You think I was just going to go out there and they're going to Hey, it's we got 20 yards to go. How many teams are going to rush up the middle on that? I know None. So Tony White is not thinking about, hey, we need to just load the box and just send it. No, he's probably thinking like, hey, let's bump back a little bit. and Let's wait for this pass that's eventually going to happen. And, of course, Iowa calls a run in between the tackles, yeah. and he goes for 22. I mean, that's, that's like circumstantial. You held him to 13 points. Three of those points came on the last freaking play. Off and of a turnover. Yeah.
2: Look at the points that Iowa scored, and then look at what happened prior to them getting the football. Chubba fumbled the ball. Uh, they got points. Yep. All right. Chuba threw an interception.
1: They kicked a the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. I, I also do, I think it's an important like Kyle, your your context is accurate. I think it is also important to understand that we held them to 13 points, but we were also playing one of the worst offenses in the NCAA. The worst. Yeah, the worst. Dude, they, and they so are holding them as to bad 13 as advertised. Holding them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Holding them to 13 is not like I'm going home with a fuzzy feeling in my heart. Like, Yeah, but, uh, but th- like, no, but like they, Mike just mentioned. They, they
2: wouldn't they, have scored if you didn't give him the ball. Right. The if defense just didn't throw give them that point. The linebacker the baller, or Chubba trying to do some shovel pass thing, whatever. It was cold out. Oh, just ridiculous. And then when he <laughs> dropped the ball, he just dropped the ball. We got it back, but like. What are we doing? Yeah. Like that stuff does, like, I watch football every five times a week. I never see this stuff. I've never seen this stuff, but we see it every week. Yeah. It's, it's anywhere else. You could bet on it happening. I watch Maction football. I watch Conference USA. I've watched all of that and it doesn't happen. And it happens at Nebraska every, every freaking week yeah. in the fourth
3: quarter. Always in the you fourth know, quarter. You know when you need to play the most. Yeah,
5: it's in a special quarter, kind of hill. Yeah, it's you know, insane. And like, okay. is there
1: something we did? What did we do? Is there some higher power that we really pissed off? Like, just like,
3: I don't know. The more on the defense. You know, you, you think back to the Minnesota game. They played pretty much kind of amazing for most of that game, but then Minnesota just makes up play. They just make a play and uh, everybody you know, the, makes a the, play. The defense just on third down, guys, the as good as this defense has been, just can't get off the damn field ever.
5: Yeah, there was that like, Dang. there was that where the running back ran into the offensive lineman and they just kind of like stood there and somebody picked up the offensive lineman. He just whoop, just ran around. Mm. It was just like, it literally looked like, you know, those old like those videos of teammates like tackling each other in the middle of a play. That's what it looked like. Except the running back just kept running. It's, it's like, just it's like third and nine. We do things that
2: other teams don't. And it's <laughs> so annoying. And I pray that Matt rule fixes that. And with two guys coming back, like a Nash hot and a Ty Robinson, like I hope they watch that stuff
3: here. Okay. So I'm glad. Cause that's in my notes, right? Ty and Nash return. Mm-hmm. Now, If you, we're going to talk about the positives from the season, what we took away. And I think the defense as a whole is one of them. The defensive line, what we were probably worried about the most 100%. coming into the season. Yeah. Turned out to be a strength, okay? So Nash and Ty coming back. This is nothing against them, what I'm going to ask you guys. Nothing against them. Because they played very, very well this year. Dare I say, you know, all conference in the running in that talk. Is it time for just some fresh blood? No. And what I mean by that is, Mm -hmm. as good as these guys played, and I I do want them back, just with the way that this team crumbles, and this isn't really the Dion thing, because Dion went extreme, but maybe it is a little bit of that. Just some fresh blood. Mm -mm. Go on. No, I... My thing is, we talk about
2: culture a lot and people buying in and and things are going to change. Those two guys could be on NFL rosters next year. Mm -hmm. What that tells me is what they are being told and sold at the University of Nebraska. They like it so much. They love this freaking pain that we go through every Saturday. And obviously, they feel it way worse than we do. Oh, yeah. They love that so much that they're going to bet on their livelihoods, their future on another season here. Mm-hmm. So to me, I understand where you're going. Like, yeah, maybe some fresh blood. I think we had that this year, and we did see what fresh blood looks like. Prince we will. We saw Prince will. We saw Cam right. lenhart right. We saw Javon Wright finally getting an opportunity. Like we saw fresh faces and fresh blood out there. I, I, the defense. I, I, yeah, I get that. Right. Like I, I do, I do not want them. I don't, I don't see that, I guess. My, the offense, though, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that, that's... Jeff, hey, Jeff
3: Simms was fresh blood. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes it's just be careful oh, what you wish for, though. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just thinking about the. As good as those guys are, at the end of the day, it's the Titanic meme. It's been seven years. <laughs> seven years without a bowl game. Now, you guys, a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, if this if
5: that defense had ended up being 120th in the country, I'd be like,
3: right, yeah, Bye. yeah, Bye-bye. get to stepping. But
5: right. considering it was a top 15 defense, like I think that they've kind of got that room handled quite a bit. Game record. Like, yeah, I, I hear yeah. you. And
3: again, <clears throat> overall, very good. But again, when the pressure is at its highest, just can't. Find it. It's not and their so, fault, though. And I'm not. So, yeah, listen, I'm, not I'm not assigning fault or blame yeah. necessarily. I'm just saying,
1: it is what it's for seven for more than seven years, guys. It's just yeah. fourth quarter crumbling. I, I want to point. There, I have a couple of points here. First of all, there's 11 guys on defense. We're talking about Ty Robinson and Nash Hightower. That's two of the 11. This this goes for the whole team. I'm not. No, just, no, I understand yeah. that. Um, but uh, my next part again, I'm quoting a lot of people tonight. Kobe Bryant. Job finished? Job's not finished. Of course not. Nash and Ty understand that they have started something. Getting that top 15 defense, they have created a movement inside that room. That they are ready to keep going forward. And I think to end this point, Having that veteran leadership in that room going into next year is going to be incredibly important. You talk about new blood. What better way to shape it than having guys like Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher sitting right there with you? Again, you say veteran leadership, which is true. They've been there for this is going to be their
3: fifth or sixth year. How many bowl games have they been to? Yeah, but I, I understand. Like, You're saying I'm that's just, a bad I'm just, experience.
1: No, I'm not judging this on bowl games. I'm judging it on their performance and how they lead a team. I, and I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust me. You think I any one of us is happy sitting here saying seven years without a bowl game? No. No. But on that defense, those are two key, key players. Absolutely. Absolutely. That are instrumental to shaping the future of this Nebraska they defense. They played very them, well. Yeah. Them coming back is huge.
3: Yeah, fair. I just wanted to throw it out there, see what somebody yeah. thought. KB, what you what do you think um, about that? Oh, yeah.
5: I mean, I just I think as far as the defense goes, I don't think there's, but clearly offense. Uh, and again, Justin yeah. was first. Really, that, that, uh, <laughs> I think you're speaking for all of us just yeah. with that one syllable. Yeah, you. I mean, you need you need an overhaul. Yeah, and that, I mean that is that that's that's coming from the guy that's never about the you. You need some serious help. So. I do, I do want to
2: ask you a question on that. I guess so. An overhaul. What does that look for you? Look like for you? Because the offensive line, for instance, like and I talked, I you know, I text Sam Hahn and whatnot. The offensive line once again, two seasons in a row, has progressively got better, even with the circumstances of losing guys for the year. Don, Rayola is he's Donnie's doing his job. Yeah, and like, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, Minnesota had after the COVID year, they had all these grown ass men with the extra year of eligibility and they were like an old team mm-hmm. in the big 10. And especially in college football, if you have an old team, that's a good thing. It's not like you're an NFL franchise where you have like an old aging player. No, you have like a grown ass man playing college football. That's, that's a good thing to have. Yeah. So I, I'm not big on the overhaul thing because I think the offensive line took steps. Obviously the receivers, we had freshmen, true freshmen out there. Performing, making plays. Some of the biggest plays of the season were made by 18-year-old kids. Yeah. So another year of that. You know, like, overhaul's tough. We just know that if we had a guy who could manage a football game, Mm. we're not talking about this. We're talking about, hey, what what flights are we taking to go to a bowl game? Right. That didn't happen. Right. Because you remember, we did go on a winning streak this year. Like, this game, this season was the definition of a roller coaster. It really was. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think I, I think, don't like the overhaul thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't.
5: I do agree with you that the offensive line has continued to get better. I just think my overhaul comment comes from like the position that we were in this year is because you didn't have anybody behind your starting wide receivers. You had just nothing but true freshmen. You had multiple out there trying to make big plays. You talk about all these turnovers and stuff. Not all the time you can just say, oh, yeah, that's the quarterback's fault. You talk about the the Maryland interception, right? How do we know that Malachi Coleman wasn't supposed to just immediately go inside instead of taking his defender into the end zone and then cutting in? That had two defenders sitting in the exact same spot. I highly doubt that Marcus Satterfield put that play together like that. So I'm just right. saying, like, you you kind of just need, you need to add bodies. You just need a bunch of bodies. You need guys with experience. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen in the transfer portal. Yep. Go out and get yourself a handful of dudes that have started in the past. Maybe not started. Maybe you go get yourself a Trey Palmer. You go get some, anybody, just people that have played before. And you just throw them out there and you help the young guys grow. Keep the young guys coming out, learning, like, that's what I mean by overhaul. I don't think that it's you know, get rid of the offensive get line.
2: Get rid of everybody. No, no you're saying right. just like
3: yeah, bring in some fresh Leave faces it. and see, it's a see what else we, we can do. We, yeah. need, to we make, need depth. We need to yeah. make every, especially on offense, every position is a competition. If you are not good enough, then like the Dion thing. That's right nah, the portal. Bro, we we got to make moves here. This has been seven years. You can't make a bowl game. We got to make moves, fellas. So Matt Rule, year two, figure out what didn't work in year one. We have faith in you that you will make the right decisions. You know the lay of the land. You know what's good, what's bad. Make moves. Don't be waiting. If you got
1: to make changes, do it. Don't wait. I have one more question because I know I'm, I'm, we're probably getting close to break. We're, yeah, w- we're way, way beyond it. Yeah, Okay, yeah. one quick question. Yep. We talked about, I believe, in the season preview episode about how this was the first season where, in a long time, that we were not going to be requiring offensive linemen to wear knee braces. We saw an okay to solid amount of injuries on that offensive line. Do you think that could have been a factor into losing? I mean, we had three guys that missed a pretty large chunk of the season. Mm -mm. Do you think those knee braces might have helped? Do you think that that decision might have impacted the season and might have cost us the one win we needed. I mean, it seemed like every offense we faced.
5: Yeah, I feel like every offense that we faced, everybody had offensive linemen that were out. I mean, it happens every single year to every single team.
2: Yeah, I I, I think injuries so are going to happen.
5: We're saying knee braces
2: are. I think negligible. just make make them optional. Negligible. Who cares? Yeah.
1: At, no, I, put it this I, way. I'm if, not saying
2: mandate them. No, I'm asking yeah. like. Well, because they used to be mandated. They used to have to wear them. Yes. My thing is this: if guys on Sundays aren't wearing them, and they're the, they are the, the the best. best of the best, then why wear them? That's my thing. I don't think they played in to Turner breaking his foot or P- Dylan or uh, Piper breaking his hand like
1: they.
3: Injuries are going to happen. And I think some people would argue that those guys are the best of the best. So, of course, they don't have to wear braces. Well, so that's actually what I was going
1: to say. Like, the no. best of the best probably have better mechanics than a guy playing at Nebraska. <laughs> like. Well...
3: Uh, it's you, probably you would, a little bit hope, less of a risk. You would, you
2: would hope. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. I know we have about twenty four people in here watching us. We appreciate you. Uh, we're gonna go top up our beers. We'll be back. If if you're uh, sitting here waiting for us, please give us a follow at NBNR Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we greatly appreciate. Oh, and TikTok, of course. Uh, we will greatly appreciate it. We'll we be back in like two minutes.
5: Hey, and try to add some questions in there for the yeah. overview of the season. What yeah. do you What Heck do you yeah. think? And and give us
2: some questions. Yep, throw uh, questions, comments in the chat. We We got lots of good ones out here we're gonna get to. So uh, keep doing that and we'll be back.
5: This holiday season, make your home shine with Richie Holiday Lights. From enchanting residential displays to jaw dropping commercial lighting, we've got you covered. And here's the best part for a limited time, enjoy 25% off on all our custom Christmas lights by mentioning no block, no rock. Transform your home into a winter wonderland with Richie Holiday Lights. We handle everything from design to installation so you can sit back and enjoy the magic of the season. Don't wait. The holidays are just around the corner. Book your Richie Holiday Lights experience today. Richie Holiday Lights, lighting up your holidays one bulb at a time. Did you know one
2: in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, The Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in Teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to
3: become a mentor today. Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than b and Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, BnB Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guests' stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. BnB Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started.
0: Uh, we have a saying, no blog, no rock. Thank you, Troy.
2: What's Rob Morrissey? T- what's hey, what? Our, what? our guy Rob Morrissey, uh, he asked oh, yeah. Jared a question. Run the damn ball, guy. How do you feel about the progression Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, hold on. You're so popular, aren't my you? apologies. No, we're it's good. It's okay. We're good. Hold on. Run the we're ball. Good. I'm, the, run, I'm the damn ball noted. guy. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Jared. Run the damn ball guy. How yeah. do you feel about the progression of our offensive line? What's Y O Y?
3: Year Ye- over year. year. Year over year. Um, listen, I just got done talking about this. The offensive line went through a lot of injuries. They had to play guys that didn't pl- haven't played a lot. Justin Evans Jenkins and so on. Which did not play really at
2: all against Iowa. Like how was the guy that was starting at left guard? Yeah, so I they, don't put, know, dude. they put they put Nuri on at left guard and they started Latowski at right guard. The the whole Iowa offensive line rotation or whatever you want to call it was really bad. But go ahead. No,
3: yeah, I just I think this offseason you can't go into it going Oh, Donnie Raiola sucks. I thought we all saw an improvement on the offensive line. And that's even not even considering the injuries that they went through. Like I, I don't think this, it's a talking point in this offseason. And you know, you can talk about Teddy Prohaska. Don't, don't know what to make of him just yet. I feel like uh, he's still trying to figure out mentally where he's, where he's at. Uh, hopefully, with a full offseason of no rehab, he can make a solid comeback. But I, what's Ben Scott? Is Ben Scott coming back? Potentially. Like I, I just don't think the offensive line is a talking point. Yeah, I thought I, they were, and that's improved. a good thing. Impro- could, don't you think they improved? And like, look, I can remember against Wisconsin some timely penalties. Yikes! But I think just overall
1: they made improvements. I don't think it's a talking point. Huh. Yeah. What have we said for weeks? If the offensive line is getting attention, that's a bad thing. Yeah. So like, not seeing a lot of glaring issues near that end of the season. Not a lot. Yeah. I and mean, there were some, but not a lot. That's a really good step. Especially looking at YLY. Yeah. I mean, I, I said year over year. I say why, oh, why at the end of every fucking why day. oh why oh, why did <laughs> um, you throw that interception? Yeah, but year over year, like looking at the offensive line, yeah, like Jared, like you said, I'd have no complaints. No. Like, yeah, I, at least not comparatively. Okay, I won't say no complaints comparatively. But yes, yeah, but like, I mean, compared to
3: last year, oh yeah. boy, that was the beginning of last
5: year. Watching that was rough. sickening, and it is just it has gotten much better. It's gotten better, and I think.
2: Donnie is also on the recruiting trail, potentially going to bring in some guys that could help, you know, and and it goes back to the whole rule philosophy, you know, emphasis on both offense and defensive lines. And I think that stuff, I mean, he's not, he's not lying. Like both offense and defensive line, they got better throughout the year. Yep. By the end of the year, the old line was playing very well. And the defensive line, they were wrecking havoc. Like, Ty Robinson could go play on Sundays if he wanted to. Yeah. Nash Hutmacher could go play on Sundays if he wanted to. They are coming back because they want to. Job's not done. Job's not done. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got some more comments in the chat. J-N-D. Job's not done. Job's not done. Um, what she, yeah. Our friend Nick, Nick Clavel said, uh, where's everybody standing with quarterbacks? Give Chubba a chance or do we need to hit the portal? We kind of touched on this, Nick, a little bit, but we'll go into it real quick. Um, we think they should the portal. Let's let's keep it pretty simple there. Portal. I think you need a guy that is experienced who can manage a game. And uh, just to
3: kind of add to this, um, yes, they need to hit the portal. They need to get at least one quarterback. But I will just say, as the skeptic of this, I don't know, I, I don't want to like call myself that, but the skeptic of the podcast, I will say, whoever rule in Satterfield, go to bat for. I am going to be automatically skeptical Mm. because of what we saw this past off season with Jeff Sims, how they died on the Jeff Sims hill. You know, if it is Will Howard, like, yeah, I'll still be like, "Mm, really, you picked him. Interesting. Okay. I don't, anything that you say to try to build him up or if you put him in the same sentence as NFL, I'm going to automatically cringe and back away and go, no. So I'm just gonna be skeptical of anyone that they bring in
1: because I have been duped, guard, duped. Am, am I crazy? Right. That right now my 2024 QB ranking: QB one, portal; QB two, Chuba. Sure. QB three, Harburg.
2: No, because I, I want to actually. I'm gonna shoot my shot right now with that. Chuba Purdy is graduating this offseason you think so i yeah, the, he heard is, a lot so, of like, he is graduating yeah. which will give him immediate eligibility to transfer elsewhere so my thing is is i would believe that by either spring or after spring chubba will not be on the roster if he is not the quarterback i can see that that is my that is i'm calling that now i do not expect to see chubba on the roster next year Ooh, and i will I, continue to say that from now until the next nine months, I do not think Chubba will be on the quarterback roster if we pull in a transfer portal quarterback.
1: I don't think that's like a super hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I'm just telling yeah, you that's, no, that's no. going to happen. I, I'm saying I, I don't think it's a hot take. This is just like my dream is that QB1 is portal, QB2 is Chuba, QB3 is Harburg, and
0: sure.
1: then Sims is either a QB 55. No, he's or working at Amigos. Roster. Yeah.
2: No, he's working. At, he has to get like, pay off that part of loan, yeah. <laughs> The
3: NIL loan that well, they probably know, gave him. You know, and you so know why they I, call it, you know, hold on. Just let me get this joke in. I have to say it. You know why they call it a Jeff Sims special, right? Why? Because he's the one making it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's the one wearing it's, the amigos hat in the kitchen, making me the Jeff Sims burrito.
1: Sorry, go on. I, I want to be cl- like I don't think any of us have anything wrong with Jeff, well, Jeff Sims as a person. I appreciate what he came in and he, you know, he did really give us all. I just I don't think there's really a spot for him. No, there's at not. the University of Nebraska anymore.
2: Uh, Wyatt asked a follow up question. Uh, kind of goes back to your depth chart, and you said Harburg would be on there. He said, "Can Harburg transfer back to a tight end wide receiver?" type role like we saw him in Minnesota, but bigger, faster, stronger version of McCaffrey. Yes, Wyatt. What, We should have the first, I don't want to say first, but like we should have a modern day Taysom Hill in this offense.
1: That's what I've been saying Har-
2: Harburg, for months. Harburg will find a role because Rule loves him. And why would Harburg leave? He's from Nebraska. He wants to wear the N. Find ways to get him the football. That's, you, that's my thing. He's a playmaker. He's you, just not a
1: quarterback. You will freak defenses out.
2: Yes. By fucking just putting Harburg wherever you want, he's a four-five guy who can run aggressively, and if he doesn't have to take every snap, hell, he you can could, stay fresh. You could put him in as a
1: fullback; it doesn't matter. Exactly. he can catch a ball, he can run the ball, and if needed, he can throw it occasionally. Yes. Occasionally, fullback.
3: Yeah. As if this Jared, staff you, is going to use a fullback?
2: Do you think that Harburg <laughs> would have a spot in this offense as a like a
3: Swiss knife gadget type guy? gadget gadget guy? player? Um, I'm gonna say. No, and here's why. Because I don't think this staff will do that. Okay. I, I don't think that they are. But they did it in Minnesota. They said he's a
2: quarterback all offseason, and then the first game, he was lined up a tight end. Right.
1: And he got a catch, didn't he? Yep.
3: Yes. Yeah. But he again, had more targets than Thomas O'Donnell. But I don't, yeah. think, I don't think they approached that as Heinrich Carberg's our Swiss Army knight. Like, they only played him at quarterback out of sheer desperation. It's not like they ever intended to play him at quarterback to begin with. But no, he's I don't, not. Th- I don't think Satterfield, and this is maybe my knock on him, he's not nearly as adventurous or creative, I don't think, to like use a, a Swiss Army knife like you're saying with Taysom Hill. I don't think he's gonna do that. I just feel like Matt Rule saw a lot of Taysom Hill
2: when he was with the Panthers, the poverty Panthers. So maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe getting creative. I also yeah. think I'm I'm for Ruhl, it. I'm for it. Matt Rule is not dumb, too. He knows that the offense was bad. He knows people want Satterfield's head. So yeah. maybe a guy. He was a football coach before he was a head coach. Matt Rule did say that. So maybe he'll have some influence on in the offense moving forward.
3: Yeah. Uh, we got a couple more questions, and we'll, let's uh, get well, into okay, our evaluation. So, so let's let's talk about Satterfield. Okay, because I'm you know a couple weeks ago, I basically said, hey, I am not fire sat guy. But it's gonna happen in two years. I just see it happening. Not calling for it. I just see it happening. Your guys' thoughts, and I the reason why I say that is I'm sure he he's like Scott Frost. He's a great play designer. There's guys running wide open. That's great. That's great. But the mark of a coach is not whether or not you can get guys open on routes. The mark of a good coach is adjusting for the players that you have. So from that standpoint, I just don't think Satterfield is that great of a coach. And you look at his track record with the turnovers. Look, if you want your turnover, if you want your offense to be a turnover machine, you will keep him as your OC. That's just how I feel. That's what I've seen. And those are the trends. South Carolina, whatever. If you want your offense to be a turnover machine, you will keep Satterfield as your offensive coordinator. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I just feel like he won't be here very, very much longer
1: if he is your offensive coordinator. I want to be very clear. This is not me going to bat for Marcus Satterfield. I, to get this out of the way, I don't think he should be fired right now. I don't believe he should. In fact, I, don't, I think it was like three or four weeks ago, I actually texted in our group chat. And said something along the lines of, like, oh, shit, yeah, I might be on the fire sat train. I, I, I will own that. Yep. I did say that. As of right now, I, I would disagree uh, with myself. Um, but you, Jared, just said that, you know, you have to account for, you know, the players that we have. Losing three offensive linemen, three receivers. Absolutely. Um, Suck. That sucks. We were... It RB 3 or RB 4? RB 4. RB 4 by the end of the season. Yeah. Satterfield didn't really have a lot to work with, and that made things increasingly difficult. I am not discounting. I think everyone can admit that there were some terrible play calls down the stretch. But with the extent of the offensive injuries that we faced throughout right. the season, yeah. getting to 5-7 and seven is obviously not what we wanted. But. He did get us to five and seven, and I would like to see what he can do next year.
3: You I'm grant not, him, you grant him a mulligan because yeah. they went through some injuries. I get that. I, I'm not. Calling, I get it. I'm not, not some, calling know, for a head just
1: yet, right? And I think people that are calling for a head. I I read through this whole thread today about people that were grading the season just, it just totally not acknowledging the injuries. So. You are right to be upset, Nebraska fans. You're right to be upset. But you are wrong to be calling for heads at this current moment. Okay. I know. I, sorry
3: if you guys had points. But I'm just like, when it comes to the toxic, positive Husker fans, um, like, this is the seventh annual, like, for all you guys calling for heads, you guys are irrational. <laughs> Look, you, positive, you toxic, positive Husker fans, you know – You know damn well that the majority of people do not want rule fired. So you make these posts knowing you're going to get a lot of likes because most people agree with you. You guys have usually the most followers on any social media platform that you are on because most people agree with you, okay? Here's where I stand on this. You can acknowledge that progress was made overall in this program while also acknowledging the last four games were failures. Atrocious. And a a lot of it, not just play on the field, not just melting down in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about like the guys on headsets. Failure. Like the things that we saw the last four games, guys, we reverted back to old habits. If I'm being quite frank. And I can't sit here and be honest and tell you, I see this gave me a lot of hope. The last four games, guys, it has me a little skeptical because when the pressure was at its highest, the guys on the headsets and on the field both crumbled. And it's sad because even Rule himself said, no, we want pressure. We encourage pressure because when there's pressure, that means that there's something to actually play for. You guys just want one more win? Hell yeah, dude. And I think that it caught up with them in the last four games where they felt that pressure. And that makes me a little worried. Yeah. No, Kyle? I totally agree with you. Kyle, what are Question your thoughts play on play calls, him? clock management. I'm spitting everywhere. Very
2: concerning. KB, what do you think about the Satterfield? Should he stay or should he go?
5: I'm, on one hand, you can compare Marcus Satterfield to the Jeff Sims experiment where South Carolina, they led the nation in turnovers. We can fix
3: him. We can fix him. We can him. fix that.
5: He's and a bad then, boyfriend.
3: He's a bad boy.
5: You know, we're like, yeah, we can fix Jeff Sims. He can come here and he can be an NFL quarterback. Wrong. 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 <laughs> Huge mistake.
3: They uh, tell me, uh, Jeff Collins tells me.
5: And on the other hand, you can also, like you said, Connor, look at the injuries. If, if Tony White did not have what he had coming into this year, there is a high likelihood that this defense is obviously not as good. And people are not talking about, oh, Tony White's going to be the next head coach at XYZ, next school next year. Like mm-hmm. He had a lot to work with. He had a lot of experience to work with. He had a lot of guys that have been here for three, four years. And Marcus Satterfield got here, and he's running three wide receivers that are all true freshmen. He's working with a Frankenstein offensive line, a transfer quarterback that led the nation in turnovers last year, who he picked, by the way, so that's not an excuse. And he's working with his third and fourth string running back. So, like, right. I'm on I'm, I'm. on the train of, like, I. who am I to say, yeah, he should be gone? Because I know that I can look at it with – brains and be like, yeah, he got the short end of the stick when it comes to the
1: defense versus the offense. Yeah. I mean, he's got some popsicle popsicle sticks and scotch tape, and he's trying to put together a fucking offense. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's tough. It's tough.
3: You did bring up the point about experienced guys on defense, and that is true. There were some guys that showed up this year that I, like Omar Brown, Deshaun Singleton, guys who have been in the program. That's a guy I wish we would have had all year. Deshaun Singleton was a game changer. But I mean, I think my point is, is, and I think I think defense is a little easier to coach than offense, right? I mean, we could say that. I don't know. I don't and know that, really, agree and with here's, that. And here, here's even why I say that because Tony White himself has been on record saying, like, I let the rain, I like let go of the reins. I kind of let the defense kind of run around and make plays. And hashtag don't think. Well, yeah. I mean, Hold you're on. gonna tell me Hold that takes yeah. a lot of yeah. life. Hold on. Ah, Do ah. you mean
1: Tony White, the defensive coach? Said defense is easier for him to coach? Yeah, because no, he's been doing no, it. No, no, that's, that's not, not what he meant. Yeah,
3: no, that's what no what I'm saying.
1: saying me. I Oh, that's
3: you. My oh, okay. Yeah. I think coaching defense is easier to coach than. I, disagree. I, 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 disagree. I
1: disagree. I think I would disagree with that. I think
2: the advancement of offenses and just like you have to go against spread teams, then you have to go against pro style, then you have to go against option. I got to go, go against Iowa. Yeah. Again,
1: Mike and I talked about earlier in the episode the real. I, it's not, like, super prominent, but the advent of the gadget player in, like, the last five to eight years where it's being a little bit more common and you have to account for these real X factors. I don't know that I would say defense is any easier than offense to The code. hardest <laughs>
2: position on the field to play is defensive back.
3: So if that, if that says anything... quarterback. Well, okay, yeah. now, okay, but here, okay, maybe I'm contradicting myself. Like, it's really easy... It's easier to coach offense if you have Tom Brady. Yeah, oh, I it's agree. Hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's hard. It's yes. hard. It's hard to coach offense when you have Heinrich Harburg. Yes, so 100%. Your personnel. Yes. Sure. Personnel
1: made Tony White's job a lot easier From just saying than, than, than Marcus Satterfield. It can be a wide gulf between yes. so what you – If the statement you're making was this year it was easier for Nebraska coaches, for Tony White – to coach the offense than it was for Satterfield to coach the offense, I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Because, I, I mean, you have to a, imagine yeah. the offense is going against really good defenses yeah. in the Big Ten, and the defenses are going against really terrible offenses in the yes. Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's another thing I, too. Would,
1: I would agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think innately it's easier to coach either side. That's I think fair. both yeah. are pretty difficult. Maybe that was a yeah. hot take on my part. Yeah. Okay. Marcus I'm willing to admit
2: that. I have I have said since that whole fire sat thing has been going, I have said that they need to keep Satterfield. I'm back on the train with what Matt Rule said uh, a few weeks ago. He said, yeah, firing guys, what did that do for you? Yeah, I, I'm on that train. Hey, we are establishing culture. I you, get it. Like, why are we going to start from from ground zero again? Do new wanna... new offense, well, I... new, new play calling, new everything. Right. So,
1: my question is, where does that train end? Like, we get to five wins this year. And no, it ends for next year. No, no you, you, but, give, you give an OC, honestly, no.
2: he, he, you could give him half a year. If our offense is as bad as it was, say we get Will Howard, and our offense is still terrible after five games. Common
3: you, denominator. You take,
2: no. you take away the reins and you fire him.
1: But my question is, where does that train end? Where does enough offensive production become enough? Like, next year we get six wins. Let's say, hypothetically, we fire Satterfield. Next year we get six wins. Is
5: that enough? If Nebraska was literally in the middle of the rankings on offense, we we would have had eight wins this year. If you don't lead the nation in
1: over, Yeah, but, like, where does it become enough? When do we stop? When it's not a detriment. When it's not a detriment. If we allow the fans to decide coaching changes – when does it become enough? No, we are okay? We fire Bo Pellini for nine and three, and I believe one we've, 10 we've learned our lesson. That's not, But, yeah, but
2: that's no, not, It's not a good comparison. We didn't no, do shit.
1: I, I'm not comparing yeah. Bo Polini to this. I'm saying if you allow the fans to control coaching changes. Fans are not controlling that there, though. That would be a Matt Rule thing. I'm agreeing with Matt Rule on yeah. this. Like right. Matt Rule saying, no, we're not doing this. That's ridiculous. But, you know, you have all these fans saying, fire Satterfield, fire He Satterfield. doesn't care if, what the fans say. I, I'm well, agreeing I, I, with him. I might him. disagree with him. I'm agreeing with him. Mm, I think it got to his head. But if you listen to these outside voices that are not affiliated with the program, yeah. saying, you got to fire this guy, when does it stop? And the answer is never. No. And you just find yourself in this deep hole. I think it— I The think- fans need to sit back. We hired Matt Rule eight years Give him some time. Trust him.
2: You're right, dude. You're, you're reiterating exactly what we're all saying. We I'm all agreeing said keep with
1: you. I yeah, keep I saying think, that.
2: Yeah, you're agreeing, but you're arguing yeah, about you're the arguing. agreement. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was getting into that. Yes. Like, I'm saying, don't
1: change anything yet. Yes, that, I, yes. I'm arguing against the fan base that is calling for Satterfield's head. Calm yeah. down. Right. And
3: like, uh, I just don't want this to turn into Bill Callahan holding on to Cosgrove. Mm-hmm. I don't listen. Does Matt We we'll want to be here if things are not trending in the right direction if you are even bottom 5 in turnover margin next year. It's like, hmm, common denominator, who is it? You got to make a change. Yes, after if, I'm just saying yes. if you're in, if you're in the bottom of the turnover margin again because your offense is turning the ball over like they have, then of course like You can't hold on to something that's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And a fun note, I mean, Rule has fired his offensive coordinator
5: after the first year at both of his college stops prior to this. And what do they do
3: in year two and three? They get better. Hmm. They get better. Just say it. Don't. Just have a sense of urgency if you really feel like you need to do something. I personally think Matt Rule will
2: have a sense of urgency. Tim said in the chat... If we are in the top 20 in turnovers next year, does that change your mind on firing anyone or no bowl game again next year? Tim, if we are in the top 20 in turnovers again, there will not be – like, they're going to fire more than just Satterfield. I'm just saying that yeah. the offensive staff is going to change dramatically. Um, and then, yeah, if we don't make another bowl game, that's an issue. And I'm not saying Matt Rule is going to get fired, but, like, remember, no. it's 5-7 and seven in year one. If you go look at Matt Rule's previous stops, he never won five games. So, like, yeah. if we're 5-7 and seven again, that's concerning.
1: Even if you get to 6-6, six six, how does it look? So, yeah. Kyle made a really good point. Both at Temple and at Baylor, Matt Rule fired his OC after year one. What does it say to you guys that after year one, leading the nation in turnovers, Matt Rule is sticking with Satterfield? That Matt Rule knows more
5: than we do? Yeah. That he understands the the same concept that we're talking about about the injuries and the fact that he's already behind. And they knew that they failed that quarterback. Yeah.
2: That's Matt Rule pointing the thumb and saying, we swung and missed on this quarterback. I can't fire a guy when I I handpicked this guy. Yeah. That's not his problem.
3: It's both. Yeah. It's both of theirs.
2: It's it's both their problems. It's both both their responsibility. And Matt Rule is just saying, hey, you get another chance. But like I said, four or five games. In the next season, if the offense is in the bottom again and we're turning the ball over at a historical rate, hey, Mr. Satterfield, it's probably about might, time. Yeah, it's about time that you go down to the pasture and uh, but ch- ch- bye. We can agree ch- for right now.
1: Put your pitchforks and torches away. He's yes. not going anywhere. He ain't yeah. going anywhere anyway. Put him away. Give him a year.
2: No, I don't give him a year. I say give him five games. Five you, games, huh? Yeah, if, if you look at the schedule... And who, do we, have,
1: who do you have stepping up if he goes after five games? Garrett McGuire.
2: It'll be a guy that's called plays in the past, I would imagine. So I'm, I'm sure there's somebody on the staff who's called offensive plays before. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. I would say if, the, if you look at our schedule for next year, there's people saying that we should be 6-0, 7-0, whatever it is. All you schedule watchers. If you look at our <laughs> offense you and we you are— You think you know better by now. If we are that bad a- after that many games— they're going to make a change because it's going to, I don't want to say it's panic mode, but it's going to be panic mode Yeah, because we lost the last four of this season. So if the offense continues to be bad with a new quarterback hmm. and if maybe a new identity and, and a overhaul, yeah. And an, maybe an overhaul or whatever yeah. it is, that's an issue. Yeah. So, okay. We got a couple more uh, comments in the chat. What you got? Let's see here. What are
3: these dinguses saying?
2: Our friend Kyle Ross said, "I hope that Satterfield does good next season for the Huskers. Me too. And that the season next year sees success. Thank you, Kyle, because I am not a college football coach and I never, I never been a football coach. So I would be gone very quick. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Could not do any better than what we have now, Kyle." Good we're, job. We're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Big dog. We but. are not college coaches. <laughs> yeah. If you are tuning in thinking that we are college coaches, you might want to turn us off. <laughs>
1: I'm barely qualified
2: to do this. Dude, I'm barely qualified to drink this beer. Yeah.
3: So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could not be college coaches, but at the same time, we, we, we are allowed to comment, comment critique, and. Uh, that's, that's our job. We're be, fans. Listen, here's the thing, right? And this kind of goes to my point about the, the toxic, positive Husker fans. Let people be emotional. This is what being a fan is about. Just because you see it on Twitter, it's not real life. It's the vast minority of people venting their frustrations. If you go to a regular, if you go to a Husker game in Memorial Stadium with 90,000-ish people surrounding you, 80,000 of those people are probably never on Twitter. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know that these people calling for heads are the vast minority of people. Let people be emotional. If anything, I would argue Husker fans have the absolute right to be emotional considering how these games have ended. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Speaking look, of that. if
5: you want if you want, if you want me to be passionate about buying season tickets, Mike, if you mm. want to see me be passionate in the stands and buying your guys's merch and giving money to the university, then I can be passionate when we're 5 and 7 for the fucking 7th year in a row. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I agree. That's been 7. It's years. a right. Yeah. You've earned yes.
2: it. Yeah. A
3: fan can be a fan and a coach has to be a coach. And look, another, another thing, I'm kind of going on a rant right here, but like if you think like Nebraska fans are like top 20 and toxic fan bases. You're out of your your fucking mind. Like, Texas A&M is the most extreme example, but, dude, there are so many worse. Ohio State. Dude, Dude. our sports writers are, they they carry water, okay? Like, come on. They're so soft. Anyway. I want to point out that, dude. Like, it's not even bad here. If you complain about Husker fans, just imagine if your fan base was in the SEC. I bet you even Vanderbilt fans are freaking worse than us. Like, come on.
1: Michigan fans almost rioted. And they finished the season 12-0 because their head coach got suspended for three games because he got caught very clearly cheating. (laughs) And they were fucking furious. You want to talk about toxic fan bases. Don't get me wrong. Nebraska has its toxicity. Of
3: course.
5: Any blue blood
3: does.
1: We do. Yes. But. You're not the worst.
5: Yes,
2: you're not the worst. Josh said in the chat, fourth quarter, 12 minutes left, 10-point lead. First down, pass. Second down, pass. Third down, pass. Fourth down, punt. Josh, we're with you. We are 100% with you. Game lack of game feel. Our friend Jake Curtis said, and be in our coaching staff. Who's the head coach? Who's the OC? Who's the DC? (laughs) Who's the special teams coordinator? Oh, I love this. All right, who's, I don't who's know. The head Let's go. We'll go. Most... We'll go around the table right now. All right, I would say oh, Kyle. Gosh.
3: Yeah, would be the yes special teams coordinator. Oh no, no, no. Kyle is the head coach. I the award show. Hey, that's true.
2: CEO. He, he is. He, well, I was gonna say mine, and then you could say yours, and you yeah, could say okay, yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
5: Well,
3: said I,
2: there, teams. No, one one at a time. Everybody run to oh, their shit. Floor.
3: <laughs> now you're going to change it.
2: <laughs> now I got to change it. <laughs> Connor, special teams coordinator. Thank Rich. you. Kyle, special teams. you're OC. Jared.
3: Yeah, don't make me OC because it's triple option all day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Army. You're head coach. I'm DC. Jared. Hmm. I I cannot be a head coach because I got to overlook everything. I couldn't do that. So that's Kyle. I think I would be... I'd be DC. Um. Damn. Uh. God. Connor. 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 What would you be? I know where this is going. Are you are you drawing up plays or is Mike drawing up plays? Who's? I'll make. I'm. I'm gonna make Mike special teams. <laughs> you're. you offensive coordinator. Because <laughs> you. You're. You're a statistical analytics guy. <laughs> that should be more special so, teams. Then. <laughs> no. 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 No, you're my OC, but I'm definitely not head coach. That's you're, Kyle.
1: He's like, you're definitely not getting retained after one year. <laughs> 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 All Connor, <right>.
3: what's yours? <laughs>
1: so this one actually was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. Jared's my head coach. Oh geez. Kyle's my defensive coordinator. Mm. I'm taking OC. Mike is special teams.
3: Man. All right. Okay.
1: I don't know anything about special teams. We'll figure it out. Yeah,
2: we'll figure it out.
1: Kyle, what do you got? No,
5: I think I would go myself, head coach. Mm. I would go Connor, special teams. Mike, offensive coordinator. And no, I'm sorry. Jared, offensive coordinator. And Mike, defensive coordinator. He likes the option. That's because that question (laughs) set itself up so perfectly. Like the uh, the guys talking about, oh, yeah, first down pass, second down pass. I can just, Jared's not going to allow that shit. Run run, run,
2: run, run. Hey, when it doesn't work, we're running again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I got picked as special teams twice there. Yeah. You know we're faking fucking
3: everything. <laughs> right? yeah. We if don't if I punt, baby. Dude, if, I, if I'm OC, fourth and one, I don't care where I'm at. Going. I'm going. Going. Yeah, yeah we don't you want, punt. Hey, you want to be aggressive? Fine. Yeah.
2: Let's do it. Yeah. Well, hey, our um, boy Tanner Wooten's out there. Shout out, out, Tanner
3: Wooten. Hey, um, nice win. Congrats, congrats on the win, said
2: Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. They want to. F- no, that was Ryan, sir. Ryan said Ohio State. They want to fire Ryan Day because they lose to Michigan. LOL. But it's kind of funny Ryan though. Day. I'm sure Tanner Wooten likes that too. Um, what else we got,
3: guys? No. I think I think Tanner would want Ohio State to keep Ryan Day.
2: Yeah, he's a punching bag. There's something about Ryan and
0: Lou Holtz. All right, three, three straight. Gosh, is. it's about three
2: Lou Holtz. If Lou Holtz
3: coaches that game, they win. Yeah. Guaranteed. Ryan Day is born scared. on third base. Ryan Day is scared. <laughs> even even uh freaking their Michigan's uh freaking interim, help coach Ryan Day. I did
5: love. I did love. I think it was Strong. uh it was Roman in that press conference. He says, yeah, they want to wear the $1,000 outfits and wear the Louis Ooh. V and all this other stuff. And he's like, they're soft. They're not whatever. Ooh. That is the perfect example of what Ohio State is and what Michigan is in this conference. Dude, and yep.
3: Ryan Day's in pregame, like he's in the middle of the the huddle. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. video, but he's like, uh, uh, uh. "Yeah," he's like
1: bumping into dudes. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh's all, at home chugging milk. Hey, yeah. here's a all, question. It's
3: all fake. It's all a mirage. It's all a tough guy act. And Do it's you, not working. Do you think that
2: Michigan's interim coach, Sharon Moore, once Jim Harbaugh leaves will become the head coach?
1: No. Wait, I thought Jim Harbaugh was dead.
2: No. no. Is that <laughs> not
1: why he's been crying after every goddamn game? <laughs> <Yeah>. Calm down.
2: <sighs> no, Sharon Moore. one team in the country. You don't think he'll, he would become the head coach once Jim Harbaugh leaves for the NFL after this year? I don't think
3: so. No. No. no.
1: Jim Harbaugh ain't Mich-
3: leaving. Michigan, Michigan fans... Does. Tanner Wooten, shout out, would not allow that. They would say they need an established. They need a, maybe Ryan Day.
5: Yo,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Urban Meyer. Get sick, nabin, whatever. Yeah, they would not allow Sharon Moore to be head coach. And plus, you have to figure Harbaugh is still there every day besides Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harbaugh isn't leaving.
5: Okay.
3: Uh, okay. So last thing on
5: on the season, and we're look. We've got nine months to figure out what we want to talk about. <gasps> And trying to figure out, like, the overview of the season. We'll be talking about this stuff for months. And every we'll week.
2: have our former players and media. Former players Lots and of media. good guests. We got we got plenty of weeks. I think we said 54 weeks. Yeah, something like that. We have 54 episodes to fill.
5: 278? The last thing, while it's fresh in our minds, mm. how did we feel about special teams? This year.
2: Are we, are Can we just do, just do a letter our, let's grade? You want to do
5: a letter grade? Letter grade?
2: A letter grade? Yeah. I think that's... A letter grade, and then we can elaborate. Okay. I think. Um, well, what are we at on the episode? I mean, we're sitting at
1: about a buck twenty-four. So, so we're wrapping it up. Yeah. This is yeah. kind of last call here. I, I'm saying letter grade, and then we give uh, a full season grade. What do you mean? Well, just, just, like, what, just do, what do you got yeah, yeah, for special yeah. teams yeah. Uh, on the season? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm gonna call it somewhere between a D plus and C minus.
3: I'm with you there. Like. Tristan Alvano, true freshman. Um, Percentage-wise, if you look at the percent, not great. Not good enough. But I feel like he will be fine going forward. Punning, other than the one versus Iowa where he got pinned at the one, not good enough. F. Like, it's it's a lot. Like, I don't think he got better. I really don't Overall. And of course, the kick and punt returns. You're going to tell me F, that improved? F. Nah. So, like, not an F, uh, maybe an F. Shit. Ed Foley. F for Foley? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, if it's not F, it's pretty damn close. Yeah. I've got D
5: minus. Yeah. Literally, the only thing that you can point at that's been somewhat successful is Tristan Alvano making, what, 60%? 60%. Made that, made that, 60%. that
1: long kick. That was it. The that's North the, the highlight of the year. Hey, that's a five star. That's the difference between five and seven and well, seven and five, right there.
3: Well, Illinois, uh, it is. Just...
1: I mean, yeah.
5: I mean, that if that, that that's really we did. We had zero punt return yards on the year. We had a, one decent return this year, and that was against Minnesota, the yep. first game of the year. Ramier. Didn't see anything else. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I say D minus. I mean, I there was nothing on special teams this year, minus the blocks. Against yeah. Iowa. Okay, damn. Yeah. If so if Nebraska that's what were to punt out
3: that what, Iowa win, that's what got me yeah. at a D then maybe plus. I'm at a D plus. Yeah.
1: Like you that's what you got won't. me that D
2: plus. I'm at a I'm at a D. I think damn. reiterating everything you guys said, I think the blocking game was better. We blocked punts this year. We blocked field goals this year, which we have not seen. I think the fake punts were phenomenal this year. Yeah, oh yeah. i We had about a couple that. of those. So I would say half
3: of the third phase. Was decent, and the other half was dog shit. So I will say a D. Yeah, I'm gonna go D plus. Like yeah, the blocked the block field goal against Purdue for the score, and the two block kicks against Iowa. D plus. Yeah, the fake the fake kicks were just great. Yeah, like yeah. bleak
2: bleak God running the that yeah. <laughs> like come on now, like the, some of those fakes were great. Yeah, so he had a
3: smile on his face while he's running. And through. we
2: will say too kickoff coverage and punk coverage were fine.
3: Didn't allow a touchdown. We, we didn't talk yeah. about it. We yeah. didn't talk about it. Yeah.
2: So they were fine. They were fine. So that's another part of that People. phase that has been bad.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll take damn. I'll take mine to a D plus. Sure. I'm still rocking a D. Yeah. But I consider
2: it D- a D- Yeah, you are. D for yeah. Bella yeah. the well, no, it's hey. not a big one. Got that
3: D. <laughs> not, not a big one. <laughs> Which, like, makes you think about Ed, Fo- Ed Foley, like, him him long-term. Like, mm. Makes you think.
5: Yeah. Okay, so real quick, Tim says, how does Buschini, in quotations, spelling, question mark, go from award punter to
2: crap? I don't think he was an award punter. I think he was a nominee, and I think they nominate 100 punters. So don't ever look at the preseason well, nominees. No, I well,
5: do recall I think he was like leading yeah. like whatever that conference was in punting. Like he was he was Oh, you're talking oh in the, at the FCS level. Right. They those balls
2: must have helium in them. Right. Because right. he could not punt for shit since he put on a Nebraska uniform.
1: It it's another thing that it sucks. It doesn't matter what position it is, it doesn't matter where you play. Never ever look at previous stats. Like Bushini did great. Alvano. I mean, in the state championship, hit what? Like three massive field goals? Yeah, like 50 yarders. Yeah. Uh, and it hit 60% in the season. Like, you have to look at what's in front of you. Um, I just don't how know. How it happened, I don't know. Like, I don't know what goes into that, man. I don't know how that happens. Specialists. Oh, look, uh,
2: 90% of specialists is mental. Yeah. Because the other 10% they've done every day. That's is all that, they do. They is, don't get hit.
5: Yeah. Is they, that is that why, like, all the weird ones are really great? Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Weird Specialists are the great ones.
1: Yeah. They are. It's it's the same that you compare football and hockey. Goalies are weird. Punters and kickers, weird. They're weird dudes.
3: You can never really discount the effect that a crowd can have on a human being. Yeah. Like being surrounded by 100,000 is much different than being surrounded by 5,000 playing in Montana. Right. I think that plays just psychologically. I think we saw that with – uh freaking uh my little one big ten kicker colp. Yeah. oh yeah Connor Colp. Like come yeah. on. So you, you can't discount. Name. Like Ugh. hey, cardboard no more. Yeah. It's actual people going, Ah you suck. Woo!
1: Like, yeah. yeah. It's big difference.
2: I said that Connor Colp, the kicks that he did miss were big kicks. Yeah, here. And so and that was no fans pressure moments. Right. And then he sucked. Alvano. <laughs> It didn't matter if it was a pressure kick or not. It was about a coin flip if it was going to go in or not. So mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
5: yeah. Well, you know, it has been a- another ride. The third season of NBNR, fourth, fourth. This is the fourth. Well, yeah, yeah, this is season, season four, four baby. baby. Yeah, but hey, jinx. Yeah, but the only third, third football third season. Football season. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: But it's been a ride. At we least, at least it hasn't been seven. Yeah, yeah. Not we've yet. we've we'll been see. to
5: we've been to Minnesota <laughs> it will be seven. <laughs> We'll 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 all bring our favorite moments. Maybe we'll do like a live show or something. We'll bring all, all of our favorite moments from mm-hmm. the year. But hey, it's been actually, cool, man. Hey, I, maybe uh, I had a do. request
1: uh today to have us do another live show in the brewery. I'm down. Hey, I, I had I'm a down. request today. I'm here for yeah. it.
2: I'm here for it. Uh maybe a live show for a basketball game. Let's you That'd know, be cool. Nebraska 7 ball, and 0. Oh. 7 and oh. a little watch party action. I am down. They hey, have Creighton.
3: Nebraska, Nebraska ball has as many wins this year as Nebraska's gone without Stop. a bowl.
2: Seven. Stop. Seven. seven. <laughs> they are seven and zero. Oh. It's fun to watch. Hell yeah,
1: baby! I think before we get, because I'm sure we're getting ready to sign off. Yep. I think it's important to address. Brandon Tiedemann. Oh shit! Oh. We lost a bet to you. So you're getting a and, tattoo, Connor? No. Oh. Well, no, it's Hawkeye gear. Yeah. But, while we might not be wearing Hawkeye gear today. You will see us soon, soon-ish. Yeah. Recording an episode in Hawkeye gear.
3: We are men of our word. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately we, we lose something. bets. I'll unfortunately I'll, I'll we have black. integrity. I wear hey, black and gold. We
1: we lose bets. We pay our debts. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. It's just not today.
4: Yep.
5: Brandon, not,
1: Brandon, don't don't think we forgot about you.
5: Yeah, I already talked to him. If we're gonna have him on the show. And we're all going to wear our Hawkeye gear. Hey, no block, no rocker. Always pays his debts. I'll I'll wear black and gold. A bet's a bet. Yeah.
3: All right, guys. Well, listen. I hope you found us entertaining. I hope uh, you agreed with most of what we said. Because, again, we are right. Uh, Go to nbnrpodcast.com. You will find merch. Go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, At NBNR Podcast, you will find, hopefully, like, entertaining videos. I am always trying to post something. Kyle's always posting something.
1: Connor's doing his betting thing. (laughs) Oh, we actually, we have... (laughs) that (laughs) shit's
2: dead just like Nebraska football. Oh, no. No, Dead. We
1: have a very special edition that I've actually been putting a lot of time into. We're going to have a very special bowl game edition Three word, three weeks' Looks worth of time young, he's put babies. into this TikTok. Yeah. If you're trying to win money,
3: go watch Connor's Cover Corner. That's on
1: TikTok. I am going to be doing the full slate of ball games. Jesus, that's going to be a 40-minute fucking... Oh, so uh, <laughs> if you've watched the Cover Corner before, I normally provide a little bit of context on why I'm picking each game. Don't do that. Nobody likes when context. When you watch the Game edition... There will be none of that. No contact. I'm giving you scores, and that's it. Because when it comes
2: to bowl games, it doesn't matter. You might want to make that like a 10-part video. 10
3: different videos.
2: There you go. It, it, it would be it better may need for need you.
3: Be. Yeah. Yeah. It may need to You'd be. You'd be better off just picking teams based off their logo. Which one? Which logo you like best. Which color do I look better in? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh.
1: I, I yeah. might consider just flipping a coin on games and seeing how I do. Yeah.
2: There you go. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, MXA Construction, Richie Holiday Lights, Nebraska Brewing Company, Um, Uh, Nebraska Garage Solutions, B&B Maids of Omaha, and of course, Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Pizza was lit. Pizza and cheese curds were
1: awesome. Hell yeah. The ranch is legit. Dude, their ranch actually is really good. It is really good. Yeah. All right, guys. Did I leave anything out? Uh,
3: Spotify. We're on Spotify. Apple, freaking Amazon, whatever. YouTube, Subscribe to YouTube, please. Just There's
0: literally.
2: 13 of you in here still. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We would appreciate it.
3: All right, guys. Let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts. Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. As always, uh, Beat Creighton. Yep.
0: And GBR. We have a say no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... What, you just did? Get mad. What, you gonna get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God <laughs> it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.